two other type of asbab. Number one is to become amongst the salihin. Taqwa itself is a sabab to earn this dunya. To do amal salih, to become a person of taqwa, that person who is pious, who is righteous, who does noble acts, acts of virtue, good deeds, those are going to be things that give a person and bring a person the barakah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this earth. Bring a person the madad and nusrat, the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on earth. Even in worldly matters, even in mundane matters, even in financial matters. Because they are pious. And they don't realize that sometimes because they're so, they have so much tunnel vision, they're so exclusively focused on the other type of asbab, on the worldly asbab, sometimes whenever there's a conflict or a trade-off between doing something that is sin and doing a worldly sabab, they pick the worldly sabab. So if it's a job in a bank, they think, no, you have to do asbab. They won't look at the fact that that's interest and that's prohibited and that's a sin. If it's something in their own life, not related to their job or work or studies, but in their own life they do a sin, they don't realize that the sins that me and you commit, they risk and endanger us in losing the barakat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't think it has any effect. It has a very big effect. So being a pious, righteous person means fulfilling all of the faraiz and wajibat and staying away from that which is haram and prohibited is part of the asbab, even in this world. And that's why in many places in the Quran al Allah subhanahu wa mentioned that for the people of taqwa, He sends upon them risk. من حيث لا يحتسب From such a place where they never even reckoned that they would get risk. From places they would never even imagine they get risk. That's taqwa. So imagine, what do you think? Even if you look at it empirically, rationally, what is better? To do a sabab due to which you may get risk from where you expect it? Where you direct that sabab? Or to take a sabab like taqwa where Allah Ta'ala said in the Quran that you will get risk from even places you never even imagined? So taqwa and a'mal as-salih is a great sabab. I'm not saying even doing that doesn't mean you can leave the worldly asbab. You still have to study, apply, work, etc. But don't forget this sabab. Don't forget the sabab of taqwa and amal salih And the second sabab that we forget is we forget the sabab of du'a. We forget the sabab of du'a and some sense this sabab itself, tubakkal, that you do tubakkal on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have faith, to have the iman bil ghayb. That's what Allah subhanahu wa says in Quran, مَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُ That that person who has tawakkal on Allah subhanahu that person who has reliance, trust, faith, and dependence on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu will be sufficient for that person's needs. And Allah subhanahu meant worldly needs as well as needs in the akhirah. And that's another topic for another time. Many times I've already spoken to you that of having tawakkal on the rahmat and the mercy of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. Being a person of istighfar and tawbah and having absolute, complete faith, dependence, reliance and even expectation that Allah subhanahu ta'ala will be merciful when we seek His forgiveness. That's a separate topic. Here tonight I'm saying whether it's your exams, whether it's your studies, whether it's your grades, whether it's your jobs, whether it's your marriage, anything 
stays in this life that you're going to go through, that that person who has tawakkal on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will be sufficient for them in each and every one of these stages. So number one, again, you have to make use of all of the asbab of this world, all of the studies, all the applications, all the efforts, all the calls, etc. Number two, you must have the second type of asbab, which is taqwa, which is piety and righteousness and fulfilling the obligations and commands and staying away from sins. And number three, you must have the third type of sabab, which is a belief in the unseen, a faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a tawakkul, a taq, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what your needs are. Fourth misconception that people have is they say that we don't understand this statement that people say in Urdu, and some of you have very robust examples that you present to counter this usul. You say, Right? In other words, you will present mazidhar examples that you studied, you failed to study, you failed. So let me explain. When you fail to use one of, one, any one, let alone two, let alone all three of the asbab I mentioned to you, after that, can you still think that whatever Allah, Allah's irada is khair? Failure to use asbab does not mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended you to do that and decreed khair in you, khair for you, in failing those asbab. That's not what that sentence means. That's a misunderstanding. If you fail to use any one of those three asbab, you do everything, you study day and night, you apply everywhere, but you break the faraiz and wajibah. You're stuck. You do everything, you apply day and night, and you do the faraiz and wajibat and say from the Ram, but you don't have iman and tawakkul and make dua to Allah you'll be stuck. You will have of your own free will and volition distance yourself from a khair that was potentially yours to have because those three asbab were in your potential to do. But what that sentence does mean that if you ever fail in any one or two or three of these asbab, Allah subhanahu wa does not close the doors of khair to you. This is one of Allah subhanahu wa incredible mercies. He doesn't take all of the khair for you back in this world. In fact, He wants so badly to give khair to His mu'mineen that He wrote it for you here and you didn't use the asbab so you failed to get it, so He picks it up and puts it here for you. He doesn't take it up forever. He puts it somewhere else. Gives you another chance to make use of the three isbab. If you fail again, he picks it up, he puts it somewhere else. Gives you another chance to use the three isbab. Now what does it mean that if something bad happens, you console someone or you console yourself? That sentence actually meant that if you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and istighfar and tawbah, for your failure to use any one, two, or three of these three asbab, then Allah subhanahu wa will manifest Himself to you as at-tawab al-rahim. And He will accept your tawbah. 
and he will put that khair right back in your reach again. In fact, if you are very sincere in your tawbah, he may even put even a greater khair, even in closer of your reach. And so that is how some people, when they fail on these levels of asbab, but when they turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're able to take themselves out of that failure. And they're able even sometimes to read something even greater than the thing that they lost. And that's why they say, They can say that. And they're right. That if they had succeeded initially on those asbab and got whatever hair was originally available, that hair was less. And that shows you the power of toba. Now that's an amazing thing. You would think that if it was any place in this world, like we punish you if you turn in the paper late, if you miss the first three asbab, we may give you some other asbab. It's going to be extension. Right? But you're not going to get the same khair that you got with the original asbab. This is Arhamar Rahimeen. This is Allah Rabbul Kareem. Who can, after our failure to make use of the initial asbab, if we make true tawbah to him and then use those asbab, not only equal khair, he may even give us a greater khair than what we could have originally had. Allahu Akbar such incredible power in the deen of Islam, even as far as this world goes. Let alone the power that we normally speak to you about most weeks, about the power to attain the akhirah. To become a person of tawakkul. To become a person of iman bil ghayb. To become a person of dua. To become a person of sa'i, of mehnat, of hard work, who uses all the worldly asbab. To become a person of piety, who stays away from sin. This is what you have to do. That is the real rupt between the deen and dunya. The real connection between deen and dunya is if you're true to your deen and true to your rub, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will throw the dunya at your feet. The connection between deen and dunya does not mean to compromise on your deen for the sake of dunya. To prioritize your dunya over your deen. No, no, no. To minimalize or essentialize your deen for the sake of dunya. No, no. This is the rough between deen and dunya. And you will find if you meet people like that, who make use of all of the three asbab, you will find that they get the khair in this dunya as well. They get the khair in this dunya as well. Yes, Allah Ta'ala may out of his hikmat and maslat bestow khair on somebody else also. He may bestow khair on somebody who doesn't do any of these three. But you don't want to take that chance. <laughs> that is uh, what we call the tadbir of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That I explained to you once also many months ago. That sometimes when a person sins against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially leaves the sabab two and three, leaves their taqwa, leaves the faraiz, leaves the wajiba, does sin, leaves their iman, leaves their tawakkul, leaves their sabr, leaves their shukr, Allah bestows upon them everything. Hatta farihu, such that they become happy with all the things that they've been given, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends his punishment upon them. All of a sudden. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how he explains this in the Quran. Whether that punishment all of a sudden is in this world, whether that punishment is all of a sudden when they die. Those people who die in a state of deep sin, such that they completely left the faraiz and wajibah, such that they regularly committed sin, such that their iman even became weak. All of a sudden, the second they die, their punishment starts. 
way before they hit the cover of Zabi cover. At that moment, their punishment starts. In fact, the way it comes in Hadith that the angel of death takes out their soul, that itself is excruciating pain. So why not, if you think of it that way, that there are two ways to get khair. One is to get khair because we have become so distant from Allah that He wishes to numb us by sending khair, to keep us distant from Him. Or one, that we make use of all of the asbab of this world, all of the asbab of our deen, all of the asbab of iman and tawakkul and dua, and that way we get the khair. Then you will really get the khair of this dunya and the akhirah. That is the meaning of the du'a Rabbana atana fi dunya hasanat hasanatan wa fil akhirati hasana. We want the hasanat of this world and the next. That's what we want. So for that person who follows this three sub-of method, worldly means, piety, righteous actions, staying away from sin, and tawakkul, true tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. tawakkul. Which means really common belief in the unseen. Many times I tell you the story and I'll tell you the story again. That there was a famous king of this Muslim empire known as Harun al-Rashid in Muslim history. And he had a very pious wife, Zubaydah. And in their time there was a very famous wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, And Shaykh Bahlul rahimahullah ta'ala and his interactions with Harun al-Rashid and Zubaydah are the stuff of legend. That's what it should be for you. So one day, Harun Rashid and Zubayda were walking on the beach, getting a Mazadar theme Ketra, right? The king of the time and the queen of the time walking on the beach. And who do they see there? Shaykh Behlul, Rahimahullah. Ab Behlul making sandcastles on the beach, Mazadar. Ab log ki bhi getting some ideas for your spring break. Khushiye ki yaan wa so, Behlul is making sandcastles on the beach. So, they look at him and they ask him, what are you doing? He says, I'm making these castles. And these are homes in Jannah. And I'm offering these houses for sale. And anybody who gives me one dirham, I will make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah give them a palace like this in Jannah. Allah Akbar. The Harner Sheen heard this, he laughed at him. He said, what type of nonsense are you saying? Zubaydah heard the same thing. She took from her purse out one dinam, gave it to Behlul. Really a dua That night, Harun Rashid saw a dream. In that dream, he sees that he is in Jannat. He is traveling Jannat. And he comes in front of a beautiful, huge mansion of pearl and diamonds and gold and all of that. And on top of that, there's a name plate that says Zubaydah. So he gets really happy. So he goes to the door. There's a gatekeeper on that door. And says, you can't come in. He says, no, no, Zubaydah. Husband of Zubaydah. Right? The gatekeeper says, no. You are not allowed in this home. Only Zubaydah is allowed. This is her own personal palace. It's not the family home. This is her own personal palace. Orte khushoni. Right? Ki jannat mein aasi jagya mil jayega. Ja khawa ne go sakta. That's what's up. All right. Inshallah. Right? That's a khair, so he wakes up. So he realizes, right, that Behlul's du'a was accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he feels really bad. And you will see this in your life. Whenever you don't do tawakkul, the only thing that you will feel is sad and bad. 
failure to do tawakkal leads in pure sadness. And doing tawakkal on Allah subhanahu leads to pure happiness, bliss, and contentment. So he's feeling very sad. So he thinks, I've got to go back to the beach. I've got to go to Behlul. And I've got to give him that dirham. And I've got to get his du'as. So that I also get that palace in Jannah. Take. He goes back to the beach. Luckily, sees Behlul is still there. And sure enough, Behlul is making the sandcastles. And then so he goes to Behlul. Then what are you doing? And he says, I'm making these sandcastles. And he says, why? And he says, because whoever purchases the sandcastle for me, I will make dua for them that Allah Ta'ala give them such a house and a palace in Jannah. So he says, how much are you selling it for? And Behlul says, the entire kingdom of this earth. Rashid says, what? <laughs> Yesterday you were charging one dirham. And today you're charging the kingdom of the whole earth, which even Rashid didn't have. He was Khalifa of the Muslim land. So Behlul said that Kal bin Deke Sona Tha. Aaj Dekar Sona Kar Rhe. Kal bin Deke Sona Tha. Aaj Aap Dekar Sona Kar Rhe. Last yesterday when you came it was unseen. Iman bil Ghaib. To have Iman in the Ghaibi Nusrat and Madad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you do it truly initially it's very easy. That's what I told you. How easy is it to give a dirham or to give five rupees for something? But now you've seen it. it. means you saw it in your dream. You saw the hakikat of this dua in your dream. And now you've come. Now the rate has changed. Allah <laughs> prakameda. And so that's it. Harun Rashid couldn't do it. He, that's really the end of the story. There's no happy ending. Harun Rashid could not give him the sultana. And Behlul did not make the offer. Allah prakameda. You have to have Iman bil Same thing with Fir'aun. Last minute when it becomes seen, it's no longer unseen. The power and the might of Allah subhanahu wa is seen. He sees that Allah subhanahu wa is part of the water of the Red Sea. Even then he doesn't realize he goes in trying to chase Musa salam. Then the water comes on him, but it's too late now. Iman not accepted. Because it's no longer Iman bil when a person sees the angel of death coming, it's too late. Toba not accepted anymore. Toba normally ends for most people when they die. There's a fraction, some people may have a few moments before they die that they can witness the angel of death coming to them. For such a person, that second they witness angel of death, that's the time Toba ends for them. No chance now. Because it's become seen. It's become seen. Now, for people like you and me, when we don't do tawakkul, you don't gain anything. Unlike maybe other failures, other sins that a person does, they may claim they got some gain, some pleasure, some benefit. When you don't do tawakkul, failure to do tawakkul, not doing in tawakkul gets you nothing. There's no reason not to do tawakkul. In fact, there's every reason to do it, because if you fail to get tawakkul, you may lose even the khair that you are going after. Because again, even if you use the worldly asbab for something, if you leave the dini asbab of taqwa and amal, and or you leave the sabab of tawakkul and dua and iman on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you may lose that khair. Despite all of your hard work and all your worldly asbab, despite all your hard work and effort. 
And sometimes people say that. And sometimes people, this is another people, people get confused. They understand. I worked so hard for that. I tried so hard for that. I put my level best into it. No. You put your level best into sabab number one. Yes, acceptable. As far as the worldly asbab went, you put your level best in. What about sabab number two? Did you give taqwa your level best? Did you give amal salih your level best? Did you follow the faraiz and wajibat to your level best? Did you stay away from sin to your level best? What about sabab number three? Did you have tawakkul and reliance and trust and faith and iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to your level best? Many times no. Many times not. And so then that person is confused. So we have to make use of all three asbab. And the beauty of our deen is Nabi Sallallahu taught us in the sunnah that these three asbab should be used for even the most simplest of things. Your midterms. Midterms guy. Kale. Right? I'm your professor telling you, right? In the broader scheme of life, what is a midterm? Quiz. But you should use all three asbab even in something as minor as a quiz. In fact, the Prophet said in the hadith that that person whose shoelace or strap breaks, even they should have to wakkal on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah hukbar kameel. Such a small thing. Such a small thing. And obviously it didn't mean turkey asbab that walk around like that. Right? You have to use the asbab but also have to wakkal on each and everything. And if you practice this on these small things like quizzes and midterms, then you'll develop this in your tabiyyah. It'll become part of your zat, your personality, your temperament to do all three asbab and have tawakkal on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a wonderful practice gun for you. That you do it on the small things and Allah ta'ala will enable you to do it on the big things. Like your future, your marriage, your career. Right? Those are the big tests that are coming up on many of you. Quiz and midterm is a play compared to that. Tawakkal on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you will find Allah Akbar then He opens up doors really. Man He will open up doors that you never ever imagined. Every one of them. Whether it's the career door, whether it's the marriage door, the future door, whatever door it is. From places you would never ever ever imagine. Allah Akbar Kabir. If you make use of all these three, all of them, all of them, you will enjoy life. Actually, I'll tell you that not only does Islam teach you how to enjoy akhirat, Islam teaches you how to really enjoy life. We enjoy life much better than people who are non-Muslims. True Muslims, real Muslims who make use of all the powers of Islam will enjoy life much more. It's this type of enjoyment. It's not a hedonistic enjoyment. It's not a materialistic enjoyment. It's not an enjoyment maybe of the body. It's an enjoyment of the heart. An enjoyment of the soul. An enjoyment of the spirit. Your ruh and kalb will enjoy life. You will enjoy doing tawakkul. And all you have to do is just experience this once. The first time you experience Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being al-waqil and al-wali with you. 
Hasbunallahu ni'mal wakil. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest wakil. The first time you feel that in your life, after that you will be sold on. And a lot of what this whole world is trying to disconnect you from experiencing anything in Islam even once. It's an amazing structure that has been made out there. To prevent the young man and woman from even experiencing it once. Because they know that once you experience it once, you'll be hooked on it. So they don't want you to experience the sweetness of tawakkum. They don't want you to see what type of doors Allah Ta'ala will open up for you. Because once you see that, you'll give yourself completely to Allah. You may give yourself up somewhat to Him. Then once you see how much qadr He does of your partial surrender, of your partial taslim, of your partial Islam, and you see He does so much qadr of that, then once you see that and experience that, you will give yourself up completely to Him. You will give up complete surrender and submission to Him. Allah Akbar. So tawakkul is an easy way. Effortless, cost-free, easy way for a person to enjoy the pleasures of this world, to enjoy the pleasures of the akhirah, to rid ourselves of all of these worries, tensions, and anxieties. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst the mutawakkileen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, Inna Allah yuhibbul mutawakkileen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has muhammad that he loves the people who do tawakkul on him. He loves that. That we faith in him, that we trust in him, that we depend upon him, that we view him as sufficient and kafi and shafi for each and everything that we need. He loves such people. So tawakkul, if nothing else, was enough to motivate you. The greatest incentive of tawakkul really was this ayah that by becoming a person of tawakkul, much greater than getting all of the pleasures and happinesses and eases in this world, much greater than getting even all the pleasures and happinesses and eases of the akhirah, is inna allaha yuhibbu, is that Allah subhanahu will make us his beloved. By doing tawakkul on Allah, we become the mahaboob of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu ta'ala accept all of us amongst the mutawakkileen. Wa akhirat da'wana an alhamdulillahidun bil alamin. لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله سبحان ربي العظيم حاب الله مسني على سيرنا محمد وعلى آل سيرنا محمد ومبارك وسلم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم اجعلنا من المتوكلين يا الله يا رب كريم يا الله we have lost ourselves we have lost the path Ya Allah, we have gone far from the Sirat al-Mustaqeem. Zalamna anfusana, Ya Allah, we wronged and hurt only ourselves. Ya Allah, we ask that you send your mercy and forgiveness upon us on this night. Ya Allah, on this night of the blessed night of Jummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask that you accept our tawbah for all of our sins. Ya Allah, we make tawbah from our laziness. Ya Allah, we make tawbah for our sins. Ya Allah, we make tawbah for not being regular in our salah. Ya Allah, we make tawbah for the sins that we do with our eyes. Ya Allah, we make tawbah for the sins that we did with our tongues. Ya Allah, we make tawbah for the sins that we did with our minds. Ya Allah, we make tawbah for the sins of backbiting and gossip. Ya Allah, we make this tawbah from the sins of envy and jealousy. Ya Allah, we make tawbah of the sins of pride and arrogance. Ya Allah, we make tawbah of all of the zahir and batin sins. Ya Allah, you are at-tawab. You are ar-raheem. Ya Allah, we ask that you accept this tawbah. We ask that you make us firm on this tawbah. Ya Allah, we make tawbah for all of the asbab that we failed to do. 
We make tawba for all for the failures that we had in fulfilling the faraiz and majibat. We make tawba for failing to be people of truth to wakul. Ya Allah, we make tawba for our own laziness and ineptitude. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you take away our laziness. We take, ask you to take away our slackness of faith. Ya Allah, we ask you to take away our slackness and amal. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we wish to come to you in all of these asbab. Ya Allah, we ask you to make us people of amal as salih. Ya Allah, we ask that you make us people of taqwa. Ya Allah, we ask that you make us regular in the faraz and majabat. We ask that you adorn us with the beauty of the sunnahs. Ya Allah, we ask that you safeguard us and protect us from all of the muhaddamat, all of the things that are forbidden and displeasing to you. And Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you put the nur of tawakkul in our heart, the nur of iman in our heart, the nur of yaqeen in our heart. Ya Allah, we wish to have certain faith in you. We wish to have deep faith in you. We wish to have lasting faith in you. Ya Allah, let the yaqeen in our iman be stronger than any and all ideologies. Let the yaqeen in our iman be stronger than our nafs and our shaitan. Let the yaqeen in our iman be stronger than the temptations of the dunya and makhluk. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you bestow upon us this yaqeen and grant us the kamil tawakkul and make us amongst the mutawakkileen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, whatever worries and difficulties any one of us may be going through, whether of this world or pertaining to our deen, whether of exams or of future, whether of marriage or career, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you, we, you put our hearts in kamil tawakkal on you. We ask that you grant us the strength to use all of the asbab, the himmah to all use all of the asbab, to use them with ikhlas and haq, to use them in a way that is according to your pleasure and sharia. And Ya Allah, we ask that you put the deepest of tawakkal in our hearts. And Ya Allah, we ask that you become our wakil. We ask that you become our wali. We ask that you grant us all the jaiz hasanat of this world. And we ask that you grant us the perpetual eternal hasanat of the akhirah. Rabbana takammal minna inna Rahmatika ya Arhamar Rahimin.